welcome to the 56th episode of the Disney Plus or Minus podcast. I don't know why I was so shocked to hear 56. I was just like, wow, there it's we are. It's a large number. It is. It's a lot. One of my favorite um, <laughs> multiplication table equations is 8 times 7, which is 56. You know how it's you have one your favorite. That, yes, it's one that I... It took me a very long time to remember. Mm, interesting. Because it's, it's two of the numbers right in the middle, you know, between yeah. the one and 12. So it's tough. <laughs> one, one and 12. The multiplication table goes from one to 12. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're so right. Why did they stop mm. at 12? I have no idea. That's so weird. Probably because they didn't want to get to 13 times 13 as the last one, which is 169. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's so perfect. True. So true. So, Danielle, what movie did we pick for the 56th episode? Well, we picked the movie Starstruck. Um, and I wrote about why we picked it in my pre-movie thoughts, but should I just mention that now? Yeah, why not? Um, okay. So, Natalie sent me this TikTok last week of this person who has been watching all of the DCOMs and, like, giving his own rating and, I don't know, reviews of all of the Disney Channel original movies. Uh, as some other people might be doing, you know. Um, and he gave a, a a list of his, like, bottom 10, like the 10 worst Disney Channel original movies. And first of all, I disagree with this man on many levels. So much. Horse Sense was in there. Uh, and Jumping Shit. Yeah, exactly. Both of them, Horse Sense 2, so rude. Yeah, he didn't even refer to it by its proper name, Horse Sense 2. Makes no sense. Um there it was just it was a bad list it wasn't good and don't look under the bed wasn't in that list which is just absolutely the worst disney channel movie anyone that doesn't put that in their bottom 10 has no credibility to no me. it's so true um but anyway one of the other movies he included in this bottom 10 was starstruck and the comments on this tiktok they were roasting this man they were not having it they were like i trusted your opinion until i saw starstruck i can't believe you've done this to starstruck starstruck is the best movie ever like like flooded comments with just like how good starstruck was and i was like i have never seen this movie and so we must do it and here we are we watched starstruck this week here we go all right, so what Disney Plus says, pop star Christopher Wilde must choose to follow his heart or embrace fame. Take from that what you will for now. <laughs> Initial release, February 14th, 2010. It is a romance, a romantic comedy, a comedy, coming of age, and musical. So as if you didn't gather it from them classifying it as romance and comedy, it is also a romantic comedy, okay? They just really wanted to double down on that. They're like, it is just not to make sure separately, but together. <laughs> it is about romance. It's also funny. Get it through your head. And it's a funny movie about romance. Please, please understand. It is an hour, 21 minutes, making it four minutes longer than our shortest decom, which was up, up, and away in an hour 17. Wow. Um, but. Interestingly, the average is an hour and uh, 28 minutes. So this seems super short, but close to what they Just usually are. shy of the, the usual decom. And not surprisingly, considering the comments, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty high. It's a pretty high pretty score. Pretty high. Bold there. of him to put this in the bottom with that high of a Rotten Tomatoes score. Did he even Bold. look at the Rotten Tomatoes I was going to say, score? did he not do his research? Clearly cool. not. 
All right, my pre-movies. I said, I've definitely seen this before. 2010 was prime time. Just your average high school sophomore gearing up to watch a new decom on a Saturday night, <laughs> 8, 7 central, not to mention on a Valentine's Day. True. Um, no less. So just a little me. Uh, I don't know if I remember these things or I made them up, but I'm just going to list the things that came to my mind when I think of this movie, which is, was she one of his fans? Can't remember. I feel like they ran into him at the beach. Couldn't remember a scene where she was in a car wearing a scarf as a disguise. Couldn't remember. Um, other than that, didn't recall much, but these weird bits and pieces, um, I came to learn which of those were true and which were not. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote, I was extra excited because of this, you know, guy, this TikTok guy. And I wanted to see uh, if he had any credibility, which I already knew he didn't, but uh, alas. <laughs> just wanted to confirm. Um, I had never seen this movie and I also like never remember really hearing about it. Like there's those decoms that I'm like, oh yeah, I never saw that one. This one did not ring any bells. Um, but we did watch the TikTok that had horrible takes and this was ranked very low. And so I just, I had to see, I was very excited to see how I felt about it because I felt so strongly against all of his opinions. Um, especially given the high Rotten Tomatoes score, like I, I had high hopes. Um, I did appreciate that the release date for this movie was on Valentine's Day and that it was doubly uh, genreed as romance. So I was like, I was really expecting some good storytelling and drama around like a romantic relationship between two people. And that's what I was looking forward to. I was like, this, this is what this movie is telling me it, it's about. It's about fucking love. Like it's about, about a couple. Love. And it must, it must give me that storyline. If it doesn't, I'm going to be upset is how I was feeling going into it. Well, that man probably felt the same way. <laughs> at TikTok man. All right, here we go. We start by panning over a city with the sound of Christopher Wilde performing at the Staples Center in the background. So we quickly learn we are in LA. Yes, and I chuckled to myself because now do you know what the Staples Center is called, Natalie? No, what now? It has now been renamed just I think this past year, the Staples Center like Staples contract was up and who bought it but crypto.com. So it is now crypto.com arena. That's amazing. I hate it so much. It literally says they couldn't have just called it crypto arena. No, I think because the whole brand is like crypto.com. Like they couldn't just, that crypto is like a too vague of a word. I think they had to include the dot com. So now it's crypto.com arena. It, It annoys me so much. That's horrifying. I know. But yes, we're in LA. So we're in LA. Okay. Um, his song is the titular line, starstruck. I thought that was the case. I was like, wow, yes. he's saying the word starstruck in this He keeps song. saying the word starstruck. He does. And then we cut to two sisters, Sarah and Jessica. Sarah is watching him perform on TV, and Jessica is like kind of walking in front of the screen. Sarah is very upset because she is obsessed with Christopher Wilde. And they, uh, lucky for Sarah, um, are going on a trip to LA in less than 24 hours. Um, they're going to visit their grandma, uh, which I was like, was like, why are they going to LA? And I was like, oh, they have family there. They're going to visit their grandma. Um, and for some reason, Sarah just thinks that she's going to see him because as she states, she is an original member of his fan club. She follows all of his blogs and texts him every day. So she's like, he must want to meet me. I don't know if that's how that works, but yeah, not quite sure about that one. <laughs> sure, but sure. um, she's just completely obsessed, and Jessica could not care less. She also seems very annoyed about the fact that Sarah is so obsessed with him because I'm sure she hears about it all the time. Yeah, 
Um, and she goes to her sister, it's, he's definitely not amazing. And Sarah says, if you knew him like I did, you wouldn't say that. And Sarah and Jessica said, you don't know him. <laughs> she doesn't. And she said, well, I know everything about him. So clearly there's this obsession and this not caring. And that trope will carry through the movie. Don't you worry. Yes. Um, so they live in Michigan and they're traveling from Michigan to go to L.A. Um, and as she's describing, like, all the things that she knows about him, she's like, I know where he works, where he eats, where he shops, where he surfs, where he parties. Um, and cue to us cutting to Christopher Wilde and him partying. Um, and we meet two of his friends, his friend Stubby, who's like his best friend, and his girlfriend, Alexis Bender, um, who doesn't seem to like Stubby. She seems a little bit annoying. Um, self-absorbed? A little self-absorbed, yes. Um, Chris did forget that her birthday was the next day, though, which was a little concerning to me. I was like, hmm. You should maybe yeah. know that. <laughs> I wrote, so they both suck. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and while um, they're like standing outside this club, she's just like, where are the paparazzi? And like clearly she called them and like wants to be photographed by the paparazzi and Christopher Wilde does not like this. He does not want this to happen. And while they're like taking pictures of him, he's like, you know, shooing them away and being like, no, 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 stop. And like with his hand in the face of the camera, whatever. It does, it's not a great look. But she literally called the paparazzi on herself to get her picture taken with Chris yep. for a while. Cut back to Michigan and Sarah and Jessica are at school and Sarah's just being super rude to Jessica. She basically tells her she doesn't want her to go to the school dance because she doesn't dance and she's terrible at it and it will be embarrassing. And then she like turns away from Jessica to her friend and they take out this scrapbook they have where they basically map out everywhere Christopher goes so that the, she can run into him in LA, which is very creepy. Concerning. Um, <laughs> very concerning. But that's all we learn about that for now. Cut back to Christopher and we find out that he has not only a momager, but also a dadager. True. <laughs> so he has parentagers. Parentagers. And uh, these parentagers, uh, somehow got him the chance to be a movie star. Um, they seem to care way more than him. He doesn't really seem interested in this, um, but, you know, he has to meet this director, producer, some guy that comes over. Um, this guy gives me major Big Fat Liar vibes. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes, I was about to say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Total Big Fat Liar vibes. Um, and basically he says to him, he shows him the tabloids from, you know, when he had his hand in the camera face the night before that Danielle was describing and says, you know, this is not a good look. Like you'll never be able to be in the movie. He says, quote, you have to prove you're a serious and committed actor. Keep your face out of the tabloids. Just stay home. Yep. And he's obviously annoyed by this, but he's like, fine, whatever. I'll just stay home. Cut back to our uh, other family. They have arrived in LA. They're like at the rental car place and Sarah's like pacing around waiting for her to get the rental car like because she wants to go drive off and find Christopher Wilde and Jessica's like lol um you can't even drive like you're not 25 like you can't it's the rental car rules like you can't drive a car until you're which 25. by the way t that made 25 be the last good birthday because it's the last birthday besides when you become a senior citizen and get discounts where you attain something because the year after that you lose something, your parents, health your, insurance. your health insurance. Yep. 25 <laughs> is the last one where you attain something, which is being able to drive a rental car. After that, it's all downhill. So true. So true. Oh my gosh. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, Sarah yeah. has that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, 
in this conversation, they're like, oh, you can just borrow grandma's car when we get to her house. It's fine. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they get to grandma's house. Grandma has like a boyfriend, which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. Um, that was news to, to mom and everybody. Um, and Sarah gets a phone call, I think, from one of her other like crazed, obsessed friends. And they find out that Alexis Benders is having a birthday party and that Christopher Wilde is going to be there. So she has to go. Um, and she asks her sister Jessica to go with her. And Jessica's like, absolutely, like, no, like, I'm not taking part in this. I'm like sick and tired of hearing you talk about Christopher Wilde. And then she goes, if you go with me and I meet Christopher Wilde, I'll stop talking about him. Um, she says for the rest of the trip, Jessica asks her forever, but I don't think they ever actually land on anything. But they're going to head to the club where this party is happening. Right. So we get to the club and Christopher arrives um, and Stubby tells him basically like you should have stayed home. Like, why did you come out? Don't you remember what the producer guy said? And Christopher convinces him somehow that it's all fine. He does his, you know, sweet talking celebrityness. Um Sarah arrives with Jessica and leaves Jessica in the car. And somehow Sarah gets herself to the front of all the paparazzi photos. The paparazzi are taking photos of anyone there because they're looking for Christopher, who is obviously hiding out because he doesn't want to be in the paparazzi photos. I am not quite sure how Sarah got herself to the front of this VIP line. It's very confusing, um, but sure. Um, Just like sprinted up, it seems. Yeah. And pushed herself to the front. Yeah. So Christopher basically sneaks in the back alley and like this back door since he shouldn't be out of the house. Um, And then it's funny to me because once he sneaks in, he like goes on stage and basically performs this birthday song um, for Abigail. Wait, is that her name? Alexis. Alexis. Where? I don't just close enough. (laughs) Um, So Alexis. He performs his birthday song for Alexis. And it's funny because he is like, oh, I'm in the clear now that I'm inside. But in 2022, every single person would have had their phone out and been filming him. So it's just like, this is like one of the last years that this could have been reasonable because people didn't like have, I guess, camera phones that they could post to the internet right away in 2010. Yes. Um, But like when we were at the Olivia Rodrigo concert, every single person had their phone out the whole time. I'm like, one, how are you enjoying this concert? And two, how weird is it to just have phones in your face every second as a celebrity? Like it must be very frustrating, I feel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. There was, yeah, lots of phones like the whole time. Um, but despite that, with Christopher Wilde, like totally valid if, yeah, like you said, like no one's like recording him on their phone, whatever. But if you look outside the club, like when Jessica's waiting outside and we like go back to her waiting in the car, there's like a like a billboard slash like big monitor on the front of the club projecting what's happening inside right. the club. And it's Christopher Wilde performing. So like this was supposed to be some like secret underground show, which is like what they call it a little bit later in the movie. I'm like, they literally were plastering on the front of the yeah. club that he was inside performing. So like- So bizarre. They didn't even do that. So I don't know. Right. Seems anyway, silly. toward- Toward the end of his song, Stubby gets on stage and starts performing as well. And he's so good. Incredible. Um, which is awesome. Incredible. Incredible. Um, Sarah is super disappointed because she doesn't get all the way up to the front um, by the end of the song. But I'm like, somehow you got in. Like, be happy. She like, like you, attached onto Stubby when she was going in. She was like, oh my God, Stubby, so sorry I'm late. And like pushed herself in. And like, he just like let her in with her. Like this random strange girl. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I mean, she played it great. It was beautiful, but it was very concerning that this this very crazy strange. fan was able to get in. Then, for some very strange reason, 
Jessica decides to get out of the car and just takes a little stroll by herself in the dark back alley. I don't know why she does this, um, but it's a choice. Um, and as she's walking by the back door, who slams the door open but Christopher Wilde hits her in the head. It knocks her to the ground. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he basically tells her she has to, like, go to the hospital or something. But he doesn't want the paparazzi to see her. So he just, like, gets her into the car with him, the getaway car with Stubby. So strange that he wants to take her in the car with him as if that's not more weird but i guess he just didn't want any publicity for anyone to know yeah. if he was there and hit a girl in the head or whatever um Great. so they get to the er and this doctor is you know examining her and he says she's all fine and then christopher like pops his head by the screen and it turns out they know each other it is his sister's husband mm-hmm. um and so instead of paying the doctor because he doesn't have any money for some reason but really he has lots of it he decides to trade cars with him um so the doctor can drive his celebrity expensive lamborghini or whatever it is i think it was because he um didn't want to get noticed in his car oh right yeah he kept having to like switch cars because the paparazzi like caught on to what car he was so Mm -hmm. he took his brother-in-law's car because obviously they would never think that he was driving this rickety old thing right um jessica is so mad at christopher while they're in the you know other car she's literally screaming at him to take her home but instead where does he take her but his house um why he thinks that will be better i don't understand um but they get in the house and then he remembers that his parents were throwing this party so he like puts her hood up and pushes her up the stairs and tries to hide her in his room and then leaves and goes to greet everyone at the party. It is just the most bizarre thing in the world. So his mom had called him while he was either at the hospital or like leaving the hospital and was just like the agent guy who we were talking, the director, producer, big fat liar man was here. And like, he expects you to be home. Like he wasn't supposed to go out this weekend. Oh, right. So that's why he went like straight to his house and like hid Jessica there. Mm-hmm. But still really like shade. I guess he, did, he didn't want to be seen with like this yeah. strange girl. I don't know. Right um so yeah he goes to say hi to everyone and then the producer guy had said earlier that his daughters were big fans so they ask him to perform and he plays the guitar and plays this very soft song um not like what we've seen him performing the rest of the movie it's actually very good um and so everyone is so happy and the dad you hear him like as the scene is cutting being like am i not the best dad ever um And yeah, right to the was, girls. Was, I thought that was like Christopher Wilde's dad. I was like, what did he do? But it was the producer the guy's producer guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jessica <laughs> is on the balcony of his bedroom while he's performing, and she likes it. Of course, you can yeah. tell from her face that she likes what he's singing. Um, but next scene, we realize clearly she doesn't care that much because she's trying to leave, but ends up in a garage filled with like fifteen very expensive cars. It yep. looks like a car show. Yeah, um, and so. Basically, they go back and forth a couple times um, and they get, she's like, just like, take me home and like, you can forget about me and you go back to your fun, fancy little life, whatever. She's like, she's very angry. She's a very angry little girl. Uh, And so they get in the car um, and they pick, they pick one of the cars, they leave. And we see as they're driving down the block, 
there's this van that was like waiting for him basically and it like turns on its lights and starts following him so paparazzi are already here and they know where he's going um as they're driving in the car he turns on the radio and starts singing to his own song and she's just like are you kidding me and he's like what i thought you'd like it and she was just like uh no like what because just because i you think i'm some like crazed fan or something she said you thought i'd be dying to ride in a car with christopher wilde while he sings one of his hits so rude she's so mean she's so mean um and, and then he's like he you says, don't like my music <laughs> she's but like she I, I like your music i don't like you and he says i think if you did know me you'd really like me and he seems like low-key kind of nice i thought i don't yeah. know what her issue is he's just like why don't you even like attempt to get to know me i i think we could yeah. be friends like i don't know i have a hypothesis later for what her issue is at this point though i still didn't understand what it was okay um so as soon as he drops her off at grandma's house, he sees the paparazzi van. Um, and I guess he thinks they didn't see him because they kind of like drove down the street and he was in the driveway. So he gets out of the car, he knocks on the door, and then he asks her to please help push the car in the garage and help and let him stay over. How will that be better? I, yeah, I have a lot of questions here. Um, the first is why in the world did they have to push the car into the garage? They couldn't have just- why turned it on and driven the it for literally 0.5 working. seconds like and like just hearing a car down the block like wouldn't have i think raised any issues to like the paparazzi or to the family like she clearly she got dropped off in the driveway so like they already heard a car in the driveway like i don't understand why they pushed the car um i don't know why him staying there was the only option could he not just have left <laughs> could he could he just have driven home by himself i i don't know um, but my other question was, you know, how, what does it take to push a car into a garage? Um, and like, could these two teens have done it basically? Um, so this is where we're going to get into our sketchy math bus. <laughs> it's time for math busters. Um, so I was able to find some information on this car. Let me tell you about the website I discovered, Natalie. Um, you know of IMDb, correct? Oh, I do. Have you heard of IMCDB? No. It is the Internet Movie Cars database. And wow. When I tell you that there is a um, page that's just like a picture of every car that is shown in this movie and what car it is, it's <gasps> crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you so you can have it. Um, and take a look at it later wow. but like it is insane but through this I was able to then figure out which car they pulled out of his multi-car garage um, and it was in fact the 1969 Pontiac Firebird um, and I got some stats for this Firebird that helped me do some math uh, the first thing that I took was the weight which was uh, 1,397 kilograms and I also took the length of the car um, which from another website was 4,854 millimeters or 4.854 meters. Um, and basically I figured that given the small snippet of time we had of seeing these two push the car um, and estimating some things about the amount of force they can uh, exert on a car, I was wondering, you know, what is the resistance of the driveway that they're pushing this car up and like nice. how difficult was it for them? Um, so as we know, force is mass times acceleration. Um, so we had some of these things. I estimated some things about force about these two um, because that kind of just depends a lot on like 
your body structure, your body mass, the angle at which you're pushing something, all of these things. But um, apparently when you're, when you're pushing something horizontally and your like, whole body is involved, uh, you should not exceed 225 newtons of force because then I think that gets you into like dangerous territory for like your body. Um, yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and that's like probably for like a standard adult and these are children, but I still just use that number. So like work with me here, you know? Um, so if they're each exerting 225 newtons of force, that's 550 newtons of force getting exerted by the, them two pushing. Um, we also see them moving the car for like a small period of time during the movie. And I estimated it as basically I, I saw the distance sorry, the time it took for them to push the car an entire car's length, like where one tire was and then where the back tire basically filled that up. Um, And that took about seven seconds in the movie. So it took them seven seconds to move the car 4.854 meters, um, which was a velocity of, wait for it, 0.69 meters per second. Nice. Nice. Um, And then I got confused because force is mass times acceleration and that was a velocity and not an acceleration. But if you're going from like standing, you know, zero to that velocity, is that not the acceleration for for just a small period of time? Isn't acceleration V2 minus V1 over T? Yeah. So like if velocity, if like V0 is like zero because the the car was stationary. So wouldn't it just be the velocity you found divided by the seven seconds? Oh, would it be divided by seven? Because that's how long it took them to get to that speed. But I already divided it by seven for the velocity. Let's see. Let's see what that does but for us. That makes sense because if you square it, then you, from velocity, you get acceleration. So then you divide by seven again. That's like squaring what you divided yep, by. You're so right. You're so right. Okay. Mathing on the spot, people. Mathing, here we go. So uh, their velocity was 0.69 meters per second divided by, yes, the seven seconds again gives us an acceleration of 0.098 meters per second squared. Yeah, that does make a lot more sense. Good, oh, good, good, good. 0.098 is beautiful because if you multiply that by 100, that's the force of gravity. It is. We love that. This, wow. This is making so much more sense than it did before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what's going to work? Teamwork. <laughs> Very off key, both of us. But see, that, <laughs> I hope the timing of that at least came through in the recording. For me, Maybe. it sounded good. <laughs> um, okay, so we have the mass of the car, which was 1,397 kilograms times our new acceleration. Now we're doing math on the spot, people. 1,397 times 0.098. And that gives us. 136 newtons um with this makes so much more sense my friends um so the total force of the car moving forward is 136 newtons but we know that the pushing force of the two of them was 225 times two so 550 right so the resistance force of the driveway would then be the difference between those two um yes Yes, right? That's how that works. So 550 minus 136, and we get at, well, it's like a negative force, right? Minus 414 newtons. The path of the driveway, the resistance of the driveway was, gave them a resistance of 414 newtons, which makes a lot of sense, I think. 
Yes. Which got them to like push out their car at an okay speed, but still they had to push against something. So there you go, folks. We did it. We did it. So now that they push the car into the garage, they are in the garage and they're kind of talking and she's giving him like a blanket to sleep in his car or whatever. And he gives her this look and she says, you're doing it. And he's like, what? And he, she's like, that look. You give girls that look and expect them to fall for you. And he gives this kind of smug look, almost like he knows what she's talking about, mm-hmm. which he totally does. And then she just kind of like scoffs and leaves. And that is the end of the evening. But we also kind of get this little like inkling like, hmm, are you falling for him? Is, right. is there something to that look? Hmm. Right. So the next morning, the whole family is eating breakfast together and her sister has to go into the garage to get this extra syrup that was yes. in there or something. And Jessica basically does everything in her power to try to t- stop her sister from going in. Every time her sister presses to open the garage door, she presses to close the garage door because obviously her sister is obsessed with Christopher and doesn't want her to see him. Um, the dad comes out and opens the garage door and Jessica like holds her breath and then she sees the garage is completely empty. He is already gone, luckily. He said he was going to um, leave in the morning. I, I don't know why alive. she thought he, he didn't, but. So they go back inside and the news is on. Um, and it's like the tabloid news or whatever. And Sarah is obviously obsessed with watching it because it's all about Christopher. And they say that they saw him spotted with a different girl. Gasp. Um, not, uh, her name's not Abigail. Her name Alexis. is. Alexis. Um. So anyway, the girls are like bickering because Jessica doesn't want it on TV. And grandma's like, girls, why don't you just go to the beach together? Like basically get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, the beach. I remember this. This is what I wrote. I remembered about this movie. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> so they get to the beach and uh, Jessica's like, why did we go to this beach that's so far away? And Sarah's like, because Christopher surfs here. So obviously there's a chance he'll be here. So she like walks up to go to the front of the beach. And Jessica takes a seat at this chair at the beach. And starts joking with the person sitting next to her. And we realize that it's Christopher sitting next to her. Um, and she's like, why are you here? And he's like, I couldn't get go home. There were 10 paparazzi parked outside my house. And she's like, I don't get it. Why couldn't you go home? And he's like, you wouldn't get it. Um, I just thought it was so bizarre that he like just was on the beach. It like you could have gone plenty of places, I think. And to be so exposed, like, like, so he's right. he's wearing this this like bucket fishing hat that he took from uh, Jess's grandma's house that was his her grandpa's, and so like that's the cover he has going on right now is like a bucket hat and like sunglasses and like that's him hiding from the paparazzi. It's, but and as we know, like Sarah already brought her here because this is the beach that he hangs out at. So like he's. He's going to his usual spots. Like some, some of this is brought upon yourself, my guy. Like go, go right. somewhere new. You fool. So um, anyway, uh, she decides that um, she's going to swap cars with him so that he can uh, get home. Um, but she needs to do it without her sister knowing. So she like creeps up to her sister who's like sleeping on the beach, takes, swaps the car keys in her sister's purse. Um, and as he's about to get in the car, the paparazzi show up. So they have to quickly get into her grandma's car together. And this is where he has her put a scarf on her head to disguise herself. I remembered this. But not before he hits her with a car door. Right. He hits her again. He hits her in like, the head again. Just stop doing that. <laughs> I laughed. I like LOL at that moment. Um, um, so basically he's like, we got to kill some time before the paparazzi leave the beach. Um, so 
he decides to take her sightseeing around LA, which is very cute. And we get to, of course, none other than a montage. Yes. Um, we see Venice Beach, the Hollywood Boulevard, Griffith Observatory, Hollywood sign, um, all that jazz. All that jazz. Um, and so while they're doing this, they have that song that was playing earlier in the car playing. And it's like something about the sunshine, baby, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my subtitles, it had, because there's like a, a girl's voice singing over it with him. It and said it was Jessica. It said it was Jessica in the subtitles. And I was like, curious. Like, yeah. If they like had her actor, like, you know, sing on the soundtrack sure but like it didn't make sense in the context of the movie yeah, and i was like no, really I s- and we like never revisited that either yeah i, I noticed that too very i thought weird. that was so silly yeah so by the end of the montage she is very happy and very into like singing in the car with him and they're kind of just like having this very cute you know car they're taking all these like disposable pictures together she was wearing mm-hmm. his sunglasses it was just such a fun little day they had together right. Um, so we're on the, they're on this kind of like mountainy winding road ish thing. And all of a sudden a paparazzi van is behind them. So she whips out this giant map, map of LA. She got earlier somehow immediately knows how to read it. Um, and it's like, turn here and they turn. And then I realized, no, 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 she was not immediately able to read it. They are very lost. And yes. she is like telling him all these turns to take. And we keep flashing scenes of them just going deeper and deeper into what looks like the desert. Yeah. Um, and they start fighting. He calls her a know-it-all. Uh, he calls her the queen of snap judgments. Um, and as he's yelling at her, he stops driving. And she's like, go, what are you doing? And he hits the gas. And we see they are stuck in the mud. Yep. Um, as they would say in My Cousin Vinny, you got mud in your tires. Um, <laughs> how do you get mud in your tires? Anyway, it is not mud they are stuck in. It is quicksand, I thought. Um, but as soon as they escape from the car, this quicksand turns into a, just fully a lake. Um, and so the car completely sinks. I'm curious how they drove on it to get stuck in it. If it was a lake and not mud, doesn't yeah, make sense. I was also confused by that. Like when they first started, like when the tires started spinning, it was like just very like muddy and sticky, which like, okay, you can drive on that. But then, yeah, by the time the car is fully sunk, it is just a pile of water. Like it's just... A, a a small little lake or pond in this i don't know it made no it doesn't make a lot of sense and the car's gone like grandma's car is just fucking gone now completely sunk and then she's like oh no my backpack and digs around in the water and somehow pulls out her backpack no idea the, i that made no sense but no i ignored sense. it because i was trying to give the movie what it needed and yes. it was it, what it needed was not me judging it was that. not that criticism so they have no car and um christopher gets a call from his parents and they're like asking him where he is he has to come home but there's like no service because they're in the middle of nowhere um and basically like they're just like they don't know what to do so they just have to walk um and we also for a hot second like cut back to sarah who is at the beach this was my other question the whole time was like how was like Sarah so oblivious to Jessica just like not being around? Like this was a whole ass day that she was mm-hmm. not hanging out with her, but whatever. Sarah's like in the parking lot at the beach, like, you know, clicking her car to s- hopefully find grandma's car. But then all of a sudden this other car, uh, like goes like beep, beep, whatever. And it's like one of Christopher's like really nice cars. And she gets in and like sees, um, I guess like in like the flap, what's that thing called? What is the, 
the visor. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like a registration or something that says like Christopher Wilde on it. And so like she just gets in the car and takes like, I mean, she has the keys to it. So like, what else are you going to do? Like she right. says like, am I being punked? But like, just like so weird, whatever's happening with Sarah. Um, yeah. So we cut back to Jessica and Christopher and they're trying to find their way back to the beach. They're fighting again. Mm-hmm. She's very pissed. And he's like, why do you have to be mad at me? Like, I just want to have a good time with no cameras around. Like this has finally been that. He says, the last two days I've done nothing but think about you. But then he's mean again and is yelling at her. And she says, your life isn't real. You never wait in line. Your house is like a hotel. I bet you don't even know the names of the people who work for you. And why are you with Alexis? Um, And then he goes, from the first day I met you, and then he pretends to fall in this other lake that somehow appears and pulls her into, (laughs) and then they splash around and they're playing and they stop fighting. And it's just so weird how they went from fighting to not fighting in two seconds. Yes. Um, And then he says, I wish I could just stay here where no one could find me. And then she says that she likes it when he can just be himself. And he says, you like me. And she says, you wish. And I said, wrong movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then they leave the lake holding hands yeah they were like they had like a moment where they were like sitting and like flirting and like it was it was very intense um and yeah they left holding hands they left holding hands flash to sarah who just arrives at i think christopher's house or maybe stubby's house i'm not sure but stubby is there eating a sandwich and he just goes oh no this is not good And then that's the last we see of that. Literally the last. Like, I, I have so many questions about that in a little bit. Um, but we cut back to Christopher and Jessica, and he's just, like, telling her how amazing she is. He's like, you're so different from any other girl I've ever known. And she's, like, different, bad, whatever. He's, like, different, surprising, like, in the best way. And they just, like, are telling each other that they're amazing. They almost kiss. They're on the beach at this point, And two random surfers walk by, and Christopher just, like, completely, like, turns around and puts on his hat or whatever and then he immediately just like kind of does a 180 like mood wise and he's like this ends here like this is uh, like us we're done you can't tell anybody what happened here he's like i'm christopher wilde and you're just an ordinary girl she did not like that that one hurts um and then as if that wasn't enough then he asks for the disposable camera back because the photos can't get out Um, And I was like, what a jerk. He claims that all of this is just because he wants to keep her ordinary and protect her from the paparazzi. But I don't know. It seems sus. So basically she goes into a phone booth on, which is on the beach for some reason and cries. And as she's crying in the phone booth, he goes up to these like fangirls and starts signing autographs and stuff. She's very hurt. But as she's leaving the phone booth crying, paparazzi starts snapping photos of her. Yes. Um, we get a montage then of him singing in a studio, her crying, her eating lunch with her family, her like staring off into the distance at her grandma in love with her new boyfriend. Um, and I was just so confused what happened because when this montage ends, we learn still nothing about her sister having been in Christopher's yes. house. I was like, how are we just going to ignore that that happened? And like the family is talking and grandma is talking like as if they have no idea that any of this stuff happened or even the car. That's I literally all of that. I was like, what happened to grandma? Like did grandma not freak out that they literally drowned her car? And Mm -hmm. then what is the explanation that 
Jessica gave if she like didn't tell anybody about Christopher Wilde and then right. what the fuck did Sarah do that she was in Christopher Wilde's house like what happened right. like none of that is they give us no information nothing none. and instead we cut yeah sorry we cut, we cut but- to the studio yeah where Christopher and Stubby are and he's talking to Stubby and he's like I just can't get her out of my mind she's smart she's funny she's beautiful and Alexis appears and overhears this and she just goes, I don't want to know who she is. Is she more famous than me? Um, and then she's like, well, I have a date with Zach and then breaks up with him and leaves. She is not upset at all, naturally. Neither is he because then Stubby holds up a sign that says, dude, you're free. True. Um, so they're all very stoked about this breakup, I think. Yes. Um, cut back to grandma's house. They're leaving LA. So they're all saying goodbye. Um, and again, this is where I'm confused because mm-hmm. Jessica is saying bye to her grandma and she's just like, things are not always what they seem in the moment. Like they'll, they'll find a way things will work out. And she's like comforting her and reassuring her, but right. like still doesn't know what happened. She also mentioned, she's like, oh, I was, I've been trying to get rid of that car since like your grandfather passed. So like they acknowledge that the car is lost, but there's no more information as to she also says, I know it hurts right now. Like as if yes. she knows she was going through a heartbreak. Yeah. So it's like, did she tell them everything? What, did they skip it? No idea. Um, we get no more information because we immediately flash to the director producer guy who just goes Jessica Olson and holds up a photo of her to Christopher and his family. Um, and he goes, obviously, you're not serious about doing this movie. Make the story go away. Say she was just a fan who was following you around all day. Either the girl goes away or the movie does. Right. And I was like, now we see the one liner they gave about this movie. He needs to make a choice. The choice. As, as, the, as they said, to follow his heart or embrace fame. Wow. Those are his two choices. And what does he do? In this moment, he embraces fame. Because he yes. goes on this like tabloid news show with Libby Lamb and he claims that exactly that he claims that she's just a fan that she uh he had no idea who she was he's like maybe I signed an autograph for her I don't know like I don't know a Jessica Olsen and they're like they're they're saying that she came all the way from Kalamazoo to meet you and he's just like yeah I don't know like I wish I had met her like she seems nice but like I I don't know who that is and just like completely plays it off and obviously um just so like Sarah like runs in and tells Jessica that like he's talking about her on TV and they go and watch it and like obviously this is very painful for Jessica to to watch and, and there's all paparazzi outside their house true yes and so her parents say what happened out there in California and she's like nothing so, so clearly she did know. not tell him. that's like that's I'm like how how did how do you explain any of this how do you get away with not explaining any of this right. like so she yeah so she runs out of her house to opens her front door and basically has this this soliloquy well not a soliloquy (laughs) but she tells this story to the paparazzi and basically she tells them they're pieces of shit for taking away his freedom and privacy that is the moral of what she says yeah um cut to stubby and christopher he's so pissed at christopher for making her lie he's like isn't what you liked about her that she was so honest like and he's like i didn't have a choice and Stubby's like, I didn't have a choice has been your answer for everything lately. Your life, your choice. What do you want? And I was like, wow, serving him I, the real facts right now. I love Stubby. I think mm-hmm. Stubby was the star of the show, honestly. He was. So then we cut to the movie set. Christopher shows up to the director-producer guy and basically says he passes on the movie. He's like, if I have to lie in order to be on your movie, I don't want to be a part of it. Bold, but I liked it. 
I liked it too. And even bolder is that he did this without telling his parents because the next his scene, momager and dadager. Mm-hmm, we go to his parentagers, and which sounds like parentagers, um, but mm. nothing. Never mind. Um, so he, he's talking to his parents, and they're like trying to rearrange his schedule for the tour and the movie. And he's just like, "Yeah, you don't have to do that because I'm dropping out of the movie. Like I'm not doing that." And they're just like, "That's not your decision." And he's just like, "I just want to have fun and make music." And then. He fires his parents and he says, he fires I'd like them. Yep. He's like, I'd like for you to just be my parents from now on, um, which kind of rude, but kind of good. I like so it. I liked it too. Um, they clearly- Cut to Kalamazoo. Yes. We have Jessica in a disgusting prom dress that I guess she was <laughs> trying on for Sarah or something. And she like leaves to go change into another one. And she comes back and she hears her sister's friends saying that Jessica is pathetic, that she made up a story about meeting Christopher. And Sarah stands up for her. She tells her friend to get out. And then she asks Jessica to go to the dance with her and says she doesn't think she's pathetic and blah, blah, blah. So they go to the dance together. And uh, Jessica says, Sarah, in a weird way, you're a good sister. And then Sarah says, pretend you don't know me. (laughs) So maybe not. And then, oh, my God, the plot twist of the century. Christopher arrives at the dance and he gets on stage and he calls for Jessica on the mic on stage. And she walks up like to the front toward the stage and then he sings a song to her and the lyrics are like, I tried to deny you, but nothing ever made me feel so wrong. Here I am with all my heart. I hope you understand. I want the world to see what you mean to me. Um, The lyrics were just him speaking, but in song form. Yes, exactly. Um, And who's there but fucking Libby Lamb and the rest of the paparazzi and they like shove their cameras and microphones in their faces and like he eventually takes the mic and he's just like... I'm the one who lied. Like, I absolutely know Jessica Olsen. Like, he, he kind of, like, makes fun of her. He's, like, she's, like, a basically, like, a pain in my ass, and she's a know-it-all, but, like, she's also wonderful and amazing, and, like, I really like I'm her. crazy and, about her. Yeah, I'm crazy about her. Exactly. Um, and she forgives him. She does. And the two of them are about to kiss, but then Sarah interrupts and sees Christopher and then faints, um, <laughs> which I was waiting for something like that to happen in the movie. Right. Yes. And then he says, will you go out with me on a real date? And then he gives her the sunglasses that she wore when they were in L.A. together. Mm -hmm. And we end with this gold confetti falling at the dance and Stubby singing. And it's like a very upbeat song. But somehow, for some reason, they're slow dancing together. My last bullet is they are not dancing appropriately to this music. (laughs) But sure. (laughs) But sure. The end. The end. And that is Starstruck. (laughs) All right. Post movies. I said, I didn't uh, really enjoy this, and I understand why people fought for it. I really do. Um, as far as DCOMs go, it was pretty enjoyable, but I have to say it was much more closely aligned with the classic DCOM rundown than the last few we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't understand why she was – or sorry. Throughout the movie, I didn't understand why she was so angry with him from the beginning. But then by the end, I thought maybe it was because she was so annoyed of always having to hear about him from her sister and talking about him that she was just fed up with the idea of him and then Mm -hmm. took it out on him when she met him. Um, While I feel like Disney tried their best to make it seem like someone could casually run into him in this way, it was quite a stretch, especially the beach part. Um, Like they tried to make it seem like it was, um, what's that word? Um, 
serendipity. When, yes, very serendipitous, but it was not. Um, it just didn't make sense. Um, I could finally pick out the moral of the story here, which I feel like for the last few, I've said like, what was the moral? Mm-hmm. Uh, be true to yourself. Don't let fame get to you. Don't be a liar at the expense of others. Something mm. like that. Nice. Um, would likely watch again. It was light and it was fun. Nice. Um, I, I agree. I said, I loved this movie. Um, and similar to what you said, I said, I absolutely knew like the general gist of what was going to happen throughout Mm -hmm. the whole thing, because like at the end of the day, it's a Disney channel original movie. And like, you you knew that like, you know, they'd get together in the end and all of this stuff. But despite that, I think it was really fun. Um, I also think it both had like, was like ridiculous enough, like with like the, how crazy the sister was and like how intense she was but like also real enough where it didn't feel like it was like a super cheesy disney channel movie Mm -hmm. it was like nicely in the middle um i didn't think the songs were bad but i don't think they're like stick in your head bops like some of the ones definitely not camp rock or high school musical um but maybe if this movie had come out like four years earlier i would have been all over it i don't know i like i missed this one somehow um it is weird to me how the sister didn't freak out more in her small run-ins with christopher wilde like she was able to get into the club. She got it was she was in his car. We found out absolutely nothing about when she was literally in his house with Stubby. <laughs> like what the fuck happened there? And finally it was just like her at the dance when she like was like face to face with him that she finally fainted and like that was something but like like you said I was waiting for that the entire movie cuz what the hell was going through her head? Um and how it, like she asked like no questions of Jessica. I don't know. Um I also wonder how he knew that Jessica was going to be at the dance because she had no intention of going until like, I think the day before, you know, mm-hmm. so plot twi- plot hole there. Um, and I think some of the things maybe could have been answered because it wasn't the longest movie. Like if we, if we had those seven extra minutes and talking to grandma, talking to the all family, seven more minutes, literally anything. Um, some of those could have been answered. That's all I'm saying. But overall, I, I liked the movie. I liked how in the end, Christopher, you know, stood up for himself and for Jessica and that they were able to be happy in the end. And I did, I really liked this one. Um, just, just some questions overall is, is it? <laughs> well, folks, that is starstruck. Um, curious if you agree that it should not be in the top 10, send us a DM. Yeah. Um, and while you're at it, if you're sending us a DM, that means you know where to find us. Uh, you can find us on Disney plus or minus all spelled out on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at Disney plus or underscore. You can find us on anchor.fm or wherever you find your podcast, Disney plus or minus, um, please rate review, subscribe and all that good stuff. Amazing. See ya. Bye everyone. Bye.